Welcome to another inspiring message recorded at Thrive Church, a church passionate about moving people towards Jesus. Hello, Thrive Online. It is incredible to be with you today on the last Sunday of 2020. Can you believe it? We made it. Well, firstly, I'd like to take a moment to thank Pastor Byron and Pastor Candice for the privilege of sharing today. It is always a huge honor, so thank you. Well, I think we can all agree that 2020 has been a year, a year that we will never forget. You know, besides the small thing of Corona that took over our entire lives, caused toilet paper shortages and made us prisoners inside our own homes, there were a lot of other things that went on in the world this year that some of us may have even forgotten. For example, 2020 is the year of the Australian wildfires. It might be a distant memory now, but this was what was dominating the headlines in January. A record-breaking 47 million acres of land was burnt and destroyed. For all our royalists out there, there was the unprecedented scandal of Prince Harry and Meghan quitting the royal family. Who would have thought? Sadly, there was the tragic death of Lakers player Kobe Bryant in a helicopter crash. Donald Trump was also unsuccessfully impeached. And no, I'm not talking about the color of his skin tone. For the first time ever, a non-English movie called Parasite won an Oscar for Best Picture, amongst many other awards. The Black Lives Matter protests swept across the US and other parts of the world after the murder of George Floyd. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un was rumored to have died. A Florida teen hacked and took over the Twitter accounts of prominent figures such as Bill Gates, Joe Biden, Elon Musk and Kanye West. Murder hornets invaded parts of the US. A massive explosion took place in Beirut, killing 190 people and devastating the country. Kamala Harris is chosen as Biden's running mate and becomes the first black and first Indian woman to be on a presidential ticket. There was also the death of Black Panther star Chadwick Boseman. President Trump tested positive for COVID and the largest swarm of locusts seen in years invades farms across Africa and Asia. Yes, that all happened in 2020. And I'm sure there were many other things that happened in all of our personal lives that added to all of this. Perhaps it was adjusting our lives to having everyone at home all at the same time. Becoming a homeschool teacher without a degree. Maybe you discovered that you could actually bake. I know I did. Were you one of the people who got your steps in by checking the fridge and kitchen cupboards endless amounts of times a day? Or maybe you became a runner because the gyms were closed. Perhaps you were in the lead to break the record for how many seasons of a series you could binge in a day on Netflix. Or lastly, maybe when we were eventually allowed out, you became an avid hiker, not taking fresh air and nature for granted again. But perhaps, perhaps you also had to deal with large amounts of stress and anxiety as you navigated the unknown. Maybe you or a loved one was faced with a retrenchment or perhaps you experienced the death of a loved one. It has been a year. And when reflecting on this and thinking about what to preach on the last Sunday of the year, and not just any year, but the year 2020, I thought there could only be one verse, one scripture that would really sum it all up and hopefully help us and encourage us today. 
Romans 8 verse 28, and it says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. A well-known scripture to many, but I think sometimes hard to believe and to put into practice into our own lives. I had the great privilege, like many others, of growing up as a baby Christian under the leadership and care of Pastor Steve and Pastor Kathy. I don't even know if he would remember this, but I remember sitting in Pastor Steve's office one day while doing my year of your life year in 2010. And I was telling him, well, more like complaining to Pastor Steve, that I had no idea what to do with my life. I had matriculated, I was halfway through this year volunteering at the church, and I still felt like I didn't know what to do. Had I wasted my time? Should I stay at the church? Should I study? Should I work? Then I remember him sitting me down, and he spoke Romans 8 verse 28 over me. And he said that he knew it to be true of his life, that God uses everything, every part of our lives, every season of our lives, for our good and it all fits into God's plan for our lives. He spoke me through every season of his own life, before he was a Christ follower and after, and for every experience he had a lesson he had learned or a skill that he was now using as a pastor. I was so blown away, and although I had no examples of this in my own life at the time, in that moment I had the confidence that God knew what he was doing and that everything in my life would always be worked together for my good. And in the 10 years since that day, there have been moments in my life where I wondered, why was this happening to me? Or what was this supposed to teach me? Or how could there be a lesson in this? But whenever I looked back, I could always find the lesson or the skill. And in 2020, this has never been truer for me, but we'll get to that later. So going back to Romans 8 verse 28, it is always important to read scripture in context to the rest of God's word. The book of Romans is written by Paul to Christians living in Rome. In chapter 8, he speaks to them about how although we might be going through trials and troubles now, nothing compares to the glory and joy that Christ will reveal to us later. He encourages them to wait with expectancy and hope like a mother who expectantly waits for the birth of her baby. He speaks about the decay of the world and creation around them, but how as Christians we live in the waiting and we live with the hope, knowing that God uses all things together for the good of those who love him. I think more than ever, we have realized how the world is decaying around us and how we just can't put our hope in the decaying world anymore. But it is still possible for us to live a life filled with hope and expectation, knowing that God uses all things, even a 2020 year. The question now is how then do we apply this verse to our lives? I have a few practical ways that I hope will help and encourage all of us today. Firstly, we need to look back to find the lesson. It is often only in our looking back that we realize how we have grown and got better as a person. In the midst of our troubles or heartaches, this can be hard. Actually, even in the good times, it can be hard. But in everything, just like Pastor Steve taught me, there is a lesson to be learned. I'll give you a few examples from my own 2020 year. Even before COVID hit, 2020 was off on a bad start. My grandmother unexpectedly passed away on the 30th of December, 2019. 
through this difficult time and while uh, navigating the arrangements of the funeral, I learned that I could be a beacon of hope to my family in dark times. It helped me realize that I could actually lead my family in a significant way. Shortly after this, my older sister told us that she was pregnant, which created a joy in us which we all needed. But then shortly after that, COVID hit and we went into a full lockdown. As a close family, it was incredibly hard for us to not see each other and be there for my sister during her first pregnancy. But this taught us that we were resilient and we could make it through a difficult season together. Later on in the year, in about September, everything was reopening again. And if I'm very honest, I re-emerged feeling very anxious and demotivated. After taking some leave and doing some serious business with God, I felt like my passion was reignited and my calling was cemented. But through the season of questioning and confusion, I learned that God is for me, that even when I feel overwhelmed or unsure of the future, He is there, cheering for me. And I think this is probably the most valuable lesson I've learned this year. With the birth of two nephews in the space of three months, I learned that God was still in the business of turning mourning into joy. When celebrating two years with my husband Kulu, I learned to be grateful for our marriage, which had been such a blessing to the both of us through this season. How about you? Can I encourage you and reassure you that no matter what you've been through in 2020 and in years and seasons before this, there is a lesson to be learned. Maybe through financial difficulties, you have learned to rely on God's provision, and maybe you've even learned to budget better. Maybe in times of loss, you've learned that God is the God of comfort. Perhaps in times of hardship, you've learned that you're more resilient than you thought as you've persevered, and your character has been formed and shaped to be more like Christ. In every season, God is working all things for our good, but in the moment, we don't often see it. So it's important that we look back and see what we can learn. We do this best when we carve our time, even in this busy festive season, to write down all the high moments and all the low moments that we've experienced throughout this year. And then right next to them, write down what each of those moments have taught you. That's how we look back and see God at work. The second thing is that we need to step back and see the bigger picture. One way to look back at this year is to see it as part of the bigger picture, bigger narrative, bigger masterpiece, which is our lives in God's hands. When we step back, we are able to see the bigger picture. An example of this is if you look at the portrait, say of the Mona Lisa up close, you would only see a part of her face, but step back and you see the whole beautiful picture. When we step back, we can think of this year in the context of say the last 50 years, while it's been a significant thing for us, it's still a year in the context of a much longer time period. When we look back with hindsight, it helps us to have perspective. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. A year like 2020, with all of its ups and downs, did not take God by surprise. Although we will be quick to write it off and forget about it, seasons like this all form part of the beautiful bigger picture that God is creating. 
It reminds me of tapestry. Tapestry is the art of creating a picture by threading wool through canvas. It is often made up of all different colors. However, while it is being created, the view from the back of the artwork is not very appealing. It looks messy, knotty, and it's just not that great. This is the underside of the picture. But from the upper side, you get to see the bigger and greater masterpiece that is being created. I found the most beautiful poem. The author is unknown, but it was a poem that was a known favorite of Holocaust survivor Corrie Ten Boom. And this is how it reads. My life is but a weaving between my God and me. I cannot choose the colors he weaveth steadily. Oftentimes he weaveth sorrow and I in foolish pride forget that he sees the upper and I the underside. Not till the loom is silent and the shuttles cease to fly will God unroll the canvas and reveal the reason why. The dark threads are as needful in the weaver's skillful hand as the threads of gold and silver in the pattern he has planned. He knows, he loves, he cares, nothing this truth can dim. He gives the very best to those who leave the choice to him. What beautiful imagery of God skillfully weaving our lives into a beautiful masterpiece. So how do we step back? Well, instead of reacting emotionally, consider your unique situation in the context of the bigger picture. If you're a parent, maybe your kids didn't get the ideal education that you were hoping for at the start of this year, but they got an education and that's worth celebrating bigger picture. If you're a varsity student, maybe online classes didn't allow you to get the ideal marks you were hoping for, but you got through the year and are ready to tackle the next one. Bigger picture. Maybe you didn't get to reach all of your goals or dreams this year, but you got to spend more uninterrupted time with your loved ones. Bigger picture. And when we see the bigger picture, it allows us to do the greatest lesson we've learned throughout this entire year, which leads me to my third point, to trust the weaver. You know, church, if there is anything we have learned this year, it's that the weaver, God, can be trusted with our lives and he can weave everything into a beautiful, beautiful picture. When reading up on the art of tapestry, I read the most profound thing. It said that in some weaving traditions, the weaver begins with a pattern, a plan, but the work is complex and mistakes are inevitable. Things do not always go according to the pattern. Sounds like 2020, doesn't it? Well, the master weaver is the one who can incorporate the mistake into a new unique masterpiece. 2020 might not have been the year we had imagined or dreamed of, but can we be reassured that God as the master weaver has been able to incorporate it into a new and unique masterpiece. Maybe some of the things that we have experienced are things that happened to us, like COVID, while other things might have been our doing. Either way, God can use it all, the dark threads and the golden threads, all are needed to create the masterpiece. And you know, it was very much the same with Jesus' life. He lived the perfect life without sin, but it didn't mean that he didn't experience some very dark moments. 
One of these dark moments was when he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane and asked God if he could take away his suffering. He asked God if it would be possible for him to not have to go through with the brutal death on a cross. But then he prays, not my will, but yours. That was him trusting that God knew better and that he would somehow, even if he couldn't see it, would weave this into his grander story and into the bigger picture. And church, God does the same with us. And as we have taken the moment to look back, I believe there would be no better way than to end off the year remembering and celebrating what Christ did on the cross for us. Because Jesus dying on the cross was not the end, it was only the beginning. And in a year like this year, Christ's death reminds us that sometimes the darkest point is also the starting point. Yes, He died for us, but three days later, as part of God's beautiful plan and masterpiece, He rose again to new life, defeating death and sin so that we can live life to the full here on earth and one day we can have an eternity with Him. What better way to realize that God works everything together for our good than by remembering and celebrating the moment that God used Jesus' death and resurrection for our good. So today, let's eat the bread together which symbolizes Jesus' body that was broken for us. And let's drink the juice that symbolizes Jesus' blood that was poured out for us. Thank you, God, that on the very last Sunday of 2020, we can look back and not only on this year, but on our lives, and we can realize how good you have been to us. We thank you that you sacrificed it all for us. And because of that, we have hope. We have assurance that you, God, are continuously weaving every part of our lives for our good. Amen. So church, to recap today, after the year we've had, let's be encouraged that God is working all things together for our good. We can see this when we look back and to find the lesson, when we realize that nothing is wasted and we can take something good from every situation, even if it's just a lesson. We also see this when instead of focusing on the specific situation, we take a step back to look at the bigger picture, to realize that right from the start, God has been weaving all parts of our lives, the good and the bad, into a beautiful masterpiece. And then of course, we can decide to trust the weaver, knowing that our life is in good hands. And if you are watching this today, and this has been the first time you have been made aware of the extraordinary sacrifice that Jesus paid for you, then this moment is especially for you. And I would love to encourage you to respond to what Jesus is doing in this moment and invite Him into your life to be your Lord, your Savior, and your friend. All you need to do is accept the invitation that He offers you today. I'm going to pray, and as I do so, I invite you to pray along with me. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for reaching out to me. Thank you for saving me in a moment where I couldn't even save myself. I realize I need you in my life and I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to forgive me. And as much as I know how, I want to follow you from now on. 
And I always want to live in a way that realizes that you're always weaving every situation for my good. Thank you for your gift of salvation. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, it is the very best decision you could ever make. And we celebrate with you. And all around our church, there are people congratulating you right now. What an awesome journey you've just started. We would love for you to let us know that you made that decision by either clicking on the raised hand in the bottom right of your screen or by WhatsApping Follow Jesus to the number on the screen right now. We would love to send you something helpful to get you started on your faith journey. So again, congratulations. Well Thrive, as we go into the week ahead and in fact begin the new year, let's remember that God uses all things for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. Let's take moments in these last few days to look back, to step back, and to move forward trusting the weaver. Have a great week, church, and a fantastic start to 2021. We hope you have been blessed and helped by this message. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.thrivechurch.co.za.